Hello everyone, this is Caleb GM. A quick word before our show today. This episode and next episode contain a lot of audio drama-esque sounds. I hope you like them, I put a lot of work into it. But as always, it's a mistake to do things and not ask your listeners their opinion. You can find ways on our site to contact us at www.tblazer.net. Get it? Trailblazer Network? Tblazer.net? Yeah? Uh, yeah? Uh, uh. We always love hearing from you and love to hear your thoughts. Last time on Trailblazers, the party was shown Valerian's plan to deal with the otherworldly menace from David's world. Valerian constructed a prison that magically drew creatures from David's world to it. And every single creature that came over from David's world was in prison there. Except one. Kaiser Soze. David got a few answers to some of his questions from the prisoners there and was given a mission by Valerian in order to facilitate the Empire's takeover of Antioch. Part of the plan included help from the Empire to come and help deal with the lycanthrope and vampire marauders heading to the north, and help to deal with the plague that broke out in their land. Will David be able to help both his people and be able to keep a good relationship with the Empire? Can he deal with the marauders that have taken up camp outside Antioch? What will happen with Kaiser Soze? Find out this week on Trailblazers! So you guys wake up and it's in the morning and you're feeling fine. Uh, what do you guys do? I yawn really, really obnoxiously. Like, scratch my eyes, like, uh Thrilling. What do you mean? We just went to bed. What do we do? Went to bed. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Now it's the morning. Just another day on the farm, man. Another day on the farm. What do you guys do? Like, hey, man, until our GM throws something at us, we're just going to kick <laughs> back and put on cruise control. I just threw, like, 19 things at you. There's a horde of vampire and werewolves outside of your Which forest. I handled. You handle very temporarily. I think your, your last words were, "You got, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, I'll give you some food and we'll see what happens. So. Yeah, because I know Valerian's men are coming to kill them all. I'm just buying time. Ah, I see. Are you questioning my dictatorship? Always. <laughs> Always. I know what I'm doing. You don't question dictator. That's when things go wrong. Okay, I call an uh, Tassadar. Look, I even remember his name. Okay. Before that happens, you must, of course, do one thing, which is walk over to your room. What do you mean? You, you must walk to your um, office. And in, in doing that, you and Thorin are walking to your office, uh, and Tassadar's with you, and you're talking about... Isn't my room, my office, the same place? It's not the place you sleep, no. Oh, no, that's what I thought. You always made it sound like I had like a lair that was like one-stop shopping for all that. Yeah. You did make it sound like that. I, well... I apologize. Okay. No, so, I always thought there was like a... Sometimes I can't get into the mundanity of where your bed is situated. No, I kind of like, pictured it like a Roman emperor. Like I had like a sleeping quarter up on like right. a loft and then I had my little area. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I described it even. I always thought it was like Cinderella, you know, the scene with that really, really, really long bed. Then David's desk is in like the far back left corner. My bed is like in the far like right corner. With, like, if you want that, very well, that is the way it is. I pictured it like Gladiator, if you remember that movie. Th bam, that's the way that it Emperor's is. Emperor's room. Was All right. <laughs> you get prepared Caleb. and you call Tassadar over. I love Caleb. Tassadar comes over. Tassadar. Master. Yeah, All right, let's drink. give me the rundown. Let's update on all the things we got going on. I need to know where we're at. He lays a map down on your desk, and he goes, Here is, anoth here is another of the factories we found. It is here, very close to the giant's lands, and I feel that that is no small coincidence. If there was any engagement here, the giant surely would feel offended that something was happening so close to their lands, and would come in. And would probably, you mean stop the people attacking the factory? Yes, they probably would kill anything that was bothering their lands. But you can see here these five little circles around it. They seem to be some sort of 
underground containment facility for the Clockwork Dragons. We saw a couple come out of them. So we suspect this is where the dragons are made. What do you mean? There's multiple Clockwork Dragons now? Yes. Oh, boy. Um, so wait, how many factories does this make? Three? We have so far found two. Two. Do we have explosives? I'm going to assume you don't have anything like that. Certainly not some, us. Just need some Simtex. Oh, Thark. That's what I the wanted to talk about. The people in the South uh, were the first people to discover black powder. Perhaps they've come up with some inventions. Oh, no. I know how to make it. I could make big bombs. The question is the delivery system is always the tricky part, not the bomb. Especially if all you have is black powder. Because there's no way to multiply its effect. It's basically just quantity. So you'd have to have a huge... The bigger explosion is going to be just literally the bigger the bomb has to be if it's just black powder. Um, but that's what I wanted to talk to. Darn, that's what I wanted you to talk to your dad about. If a dragon could do it. I could certainly ask. We needed him to. Could they annihilate a place like that? Well, if everything, my lord, what we do know is that a dragon does fit in it because I saw one come out. <laughs> now we just got to know if it has a weak spot. You'd have to ask him, and how many dragons there are, any, too. Meaning how many dragons we think we could have as allies. Your door opens up, and somebody comes in, and Tassadar comes over and goes, uh, Grandmaster, your daughter wants a word. Okay, of course. I'll give her a word. Heyo. Uh, she comes in. Morning. Good morning. Hey, I was wondering if I could talk to you, uh, Thorn, real quick. My, uh, I lift my, one of my eyebrows. I want to talk to your dad. I beg your pardon? Dad. Call him or or make him come. Do your thing. <laughs> make him come. <laughs> Do you have like a, a whistle or something, or maybe you shoot like a fire into the sky? Dragon signal. Okay, so first, your first mistake was not saying please. Your second mistake was assuming that I could call him at my beck and wish in the first place. Your third mistake was not telling me what exactly you want to speak to him about. Your first mistake was addressing me like a peasant in front of my dad. Your second mistake was not just doing what I asked you to do right away. And your third mistake will be you continuing in this behavior. Children, children, please. I, I, I look at David's, uh, one of David's like armchairs. I sit down, I cross my arms, and I cross my legs. I still haven't heard a please. <laughs> Thorn, can you please spare me watching you die and summon your dad for me? I look at uh, David. You know what, Thorn? I need you to talk to your dad anyway, so it's a happy coincidence. Let's just humor her. Excuse me. And, and I, as, I, I'm, uh, as I'm about to walk out the door, I turn around. Yes, Master Saki, and I head up to the roof. Uh, she follows you along with her guard. She has a guard, that's right. Okay. Yeah, okay, I head up to the roof and get ready to do my summoning spell. Do you follow, Dave? Uh, no, let him play it out. Okay, cool. All right, you go up. Unless you have to hang up on me, then I follow. <laughs> I like, he's learning. I like him. He, you just staying in the stairway where he can't be seen, but you can still hear. <laughs> Eavesdropping. I'm a we just assume somehow I know all the goings on. So instead the crows, of, like a telephone, are telling you down the line. He said hi. He said hi. He said hi. Master, he said hi. Instead of us playing out how I would know what was said, let's just assume wherever it's said, I would know what was said. If it's in my stronghold. Okay. All right. You go up. And uh, what do you do? I kind of hide myself, like I hide it in front of me from Suko and everyone okay. else. It's like a little green emerald, All right. kind of crystal, and uh, I speak like a magic word and draconic into it, and okay. it just kind of starts pulsing. All right, and it just like boom. All right, as it booms, 
uh, wind picks up everywhere and leaves and dust and other such things start swirling around and they and they all kind of gather the wind in just the perfect way to make the shape of Vermithrax. So his almost a, a projection of him made of dust and trees and, uh, and, and leaves and twigs and other things, refuse that's around, natural refuse. Natural refuse. And he looks at you and so says... So Suko, right? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I had trash, to. trash, meet trash. <laughs> hey, and, Dad, uh, this are, these are the guards, and uh, I don't know where the hell David went, but uh, there's a lot of trash up here for some reason. <laughs> hey, I want to talk to you. Do you hear something, I think? <laughs> uh, Vermithrax says, my son, why I, have you called to me? I give an extremely low bow. Father, Master Oroku Saki wishes to speak with you. He wanted me to relay a message. Uh, and I don't remember what the message was, David. I don't think you gave me one. About destroying the factories. If he, if, right. he, if, he, if he, we needed him, A, would he fight for us? And B, would he be able to do that? Mm -hmm. Father, if the Oroku Saki wished me to ask you and inform you about, uh, and I inform him about the factories and what we've been doing, Okay. Uh, and then I ask him, uh, the Saki would like to know if you would be, uh, honor the alliance and fight on our side. And we, more than that, even if we would be able to do so, to destroy the factories. Vermithrax shall always honor his arrangements. Has he been faithful in keeping his side, Thorin? Very much so, Father. Then I shall be faithful in mine. As for my abilities, I am not sure if I can one-on-one -on -one tango with one of their creations. Certainly many would be my downfall. But in secret, I can take down any structure. As long as it stands, I can make it fall. Then I shall let the Orokusaki know of your wondrous power. And I shall give him your response. The second matter is a bit more frustrating. <laughs> and I turn around and I gesture with my hand. This is... Uh, I can introduce myself. Hey, Mr. Vermithrax, my name is Setsuko and I am the daughter of Oroku Saki. And, and she I, bows I, very lowly. I, I turn around. Oh my gosh. And I start. Even like, you just back off slowly. Yeah, I start backing <laughs> But at, away. at least she bows. You're saying she bows? Yep. Okay. She bows very low. And Vermithrax takes two steps forward and puts his his, uh, his face near her. And he, and he kind of like nods a little bit. And he says, Daughter of Oroku, I was not aware he had blood. And she looks up and she says, um, I would be honored if you would attend an event that we are holding in the name of peace in one week from now. Oh my Your gosh. presence would mean a great honor to the Lin Kuei. And he kind of like turns his head and he goes, You are very bold for a little girl. And she, uh, she takes off her mask to kind of show her face, her scarred face. And she goes, This little girl is not so little. And Vermithrax gives a little laugh and he says, I am not at the beck and call of the Lin Kuei. I am commanded by one man, and for fighting and for honor, not for petty parties. <laughs> what can I do today to put you into a used car? <laughs> what can I do to get you to walk out this lot agreeing to the party? Now she says, um, we are having a day in honor of peace. A day where no one will fight, 
a day where no one will wage war against any other man, no blood will be spilt, to have you attend great Vermithrax, who has constantly been the honored ally of the Lin Kuei, and whoever, uh, forever has been feared by the Lin Kuei for his great power to come and show his... Oh gosh, what's another word? Analog for humanity. Generosity. That's a weird thing, because humans have never had to come up with another word for humanity. <laughs> yeah. Um... To show that you balance your power with wisdom. I don't know how to say that. That's so weird. That's like an interesting quandary I've never come up with before. Yeah. How to say that. Well, I mean, that, that, it's, not, it's not, I mean. I was going to give you a good out for it. To say she says it in Aslandian, it doesn't really translate. <laughs> but it means everything you're trying to say. Um, <laughs> to show that you are not a monster, but a person, would be very uplifting to the Lin Kuei. My My hand is like white knuckling the hilt of my sword at this point. Okay. Remithrax says, uh, I said no once before. You do not know when to cease. I jump in at this point. Father, forgive her. She is still quite young, such as I am. She has very little experience with dragons, and I would ask your forgiveness for this breach of protocol. The only experience she has with dragons is watching me drop them like they're nothing. <laughs> has she ever seen you to no. kill a dragon? No. Why, that was after all that? You. This was on your way to the north, and then you went back to the south, and you became the advisor. They went Why back we north going, again. No, it was on the way north to the Lich's castle, wasn't it? When we no, found. no, you yeah, were going. You were going to, to the Northern Kingdom. Ah, uh, I'm sure you've told her stories. Um, but anyway, she she says. Uh, he Vermithrax responds. Um, youth can be forgiven, but when it comes, and she interrupts him. Oh my she gosh. says, uh, Master Vermithrax, listen. Your son thinks I'm a, I'm a dope, and I get that. He thinks I'm a rube, and I think you're a bit wiser than that. You come to this party. Let me show you my, my age through my, my speaking. And he kind of, like, raises a dragon eyebrow. You come here. You show the Lin Kuei that you are strong and wise and can be peaceful. Then the Lin Kuei will give you more respect than you've ever had before. Tell me that's not something wise. And he kind of gets up to her and goes, you are lucky my presence is ethereal, for you show great disrespect. And she steps forward, like, into his face and said, and, like, pokes his nose, except, like, she's poking the dust of his nose, and says, you are an ally of the Lin Kuei. I, now, I, and we are summoning you one week from now to party and dance and have fun. <laughs> she's crazy, man. I get right in between the two of them. I look, I look her, like, dead in the eye, like, close up. I think it's time you left. She kind of like shoves you to the side and she goes, Oh, Vermithrax, uh, do you need your son to step in between us? Strength check. You need to check to see if you're stronger than Zetsuka. Ah, 20. A 20 is an automatic success in a CMB. Yeah, I rolled a 20. All right, so you kind of like pull her back and she says, and she, yeah, she repeats herself, uh, You need to have him in between us or can we talk? And Vermithrax says, Step aside, Thorin. I, I hesitate for a moment, then I step to the left. And he walks forward, and she kind of, like, backs up a little bit. Uh, and he keeps, like, walking forward, and she keeps backing up as he speaks. And he says, you are impetuant. You are very small. You must know your size. And he keeps, like, walking forward. She keeps backing up. But you are bold. I will consider your request. Speak no more, lest I grow angry. And she kind of looks down and then looks up and goes, show up, like, six hours early. We need to practice something. <laughs> and she turns around and walks down the stairs. 
And Vermithrax says to you, Thorn, you are Orokusaki keeps ill company and spoils his children. I, I look into his eyes. In that, we are in total agreement. But before you go, there is something I must tell you. There, I look around the top of the fortress. You and I must speak in a more private setting sometime. Summon me at your will. I have words for you as well. Of course, Father. And I bow incredibly lowly again. He bows his head, and then the dust dissipates and the wind stops. And it's twigs and stuff fall to the ground. <sighs> David, you see uh, Setsuko comes down and says, um, Vermithrax is weird. <laughs> weird, weird, or weird for a dragon? I, 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 I guess I wouldn't know. I haven't interacted many dragons, but he doesn't, like, listen. Suko, what did you do? What do you mean he doesn't listen? If I was going to invite you to a party, would you be all upset about it? You invited him to the party? Of course I did. And let me guess, he doesn't want to come to the party. He said he'll think about it. She forgot date and time. She said a week and six she hours early. <laughs> you don't know much about dragons, do you, daughter? I know some. Well, then you would know that they're not exactly partying types. Well, Social creatures. Well, I wasn't exactly the fighting type either. We all learned to do things we were uncomfortable with. I, me- I remember cutting off the hand as something that was going to go into your eye. True that. What's done is done. Sure, it'll be fine. But wait, but Thorn... don't be too upset if he doesn't come to your party. I don't trust Thorn, by the way. He is. He doesn't like me. <laughs> I don't trust him because he doesn't like me. You should be careful, people who don't like your own daughter. <laughs> Most people don't like me, so. Oh, I like you, David. I like you just fine. I know, but we're. Well, that's why mo- we're- I like you when your gun isn't pointed near me. Right. I like that's how most pointed. people feel. Yeah. By the way, you get. Uh, I've decided something for you to do for the party. Who? Me? Yeah. Okay. You, you. I want you on the day that it happens. I want you to 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 give it a title and announce to all the people. Give this holiday a name. Okay. All right. Don't tell me yet. Surprise me on the day. Surprise all okay. of us. Okay. And uh, all right. Bye. You need anything, by the way? Tessa kind of like looks at you like, what is, what is she going to get you that I can't? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, daughter, I'm fine. Go on your way. And she Thank you, though. Tessitor goes, Grandmaster, may I speak freely for but a moment? Yes. I feel like a different person comes into this room every time. I'm starting to feel exactly the same way. One moment she's in tears, the next moment she's, like, dead, doesn't even look at anybody. The next moment she's happy like a little girl, and now she's, I don't know, stubborn? She's been through a lot. I'm hoping that through all this she'll kind of, at some point, even out somewhere in the middle of all those things, which will just be a normal... (laughs) I mean, did she just invite a dragon to the party? Yeah, I mean... I'm I'm surprised he said he'd think about it. I'm sure he only said that to get her to stop. (laughs) I mean... I've met a lot of dragons since I've uh, been around here, and none of them seem to be very much like a socialites. I can't imagine a dragon at the party. Thorin comes down now. Yeah, I just kind of walk past the two of them this with is... a really frustrated look on my face. Okay. Darn, so what did your father say concerning the factories? Uh, I relate what Vermithrak said. Okay. So it's possible, but it sounds like he would need a diversion or he can't just take it head on. Mm-hmm. Like from the Hunt for Red October, 105% on reactor reactor possible, Captain, but no recommended. Or like from Lord of the Rings, certain death, slim chance of success. What are we waiting for? for? No, we did something exactly, I've already done something exactly like this plan, so we could do it again. It's the Lich's Castle all over again. We draw away the defenses, 
and then he would come in and knock it down. The only trick would be us not getting killed in that time. I would agree. I've never killed clockwork dragons. Hmm. My anyway, hope, let's hope it doesn't come to that. <laughs> Grandmaster. Yes. Dragons are prideful. Vermithrax, I believe he believes he can do it, but I'm not sure if he actually can. Well, as in anything of this nature, I have no choice but to take him at his word. If he says he can, I could give him an opportunity. If he can't, then worst case scenario is he just fails. Hopefully we would, he would still survive. If he died, I mean, it is not widely known that he serves the Lin Kuei. Perhaps the Empire will just think it was a dragon attack. Was a dragon attack! Well, again, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Ten minutes of the room. We still have a bigger issue. Even if we could destroy the factories, all that does is stop him from making more. But we still have no solution for the ones that already exist anyway. Meaning there's no point in stopping the production if we can't destroy the ones that already exist. What difference does it make? My lord, you confuse me. I thought we were allying with the Empire now. We are. There's nothing wrong with having yeah. such plans in reserve. Let me tell you, if you think Valerian isn't doing the same thing, then you're very naive. Valerian's going to go the peaceful way too, but don't, that doesn't mean he won't have a plan B. So, so should we. Believe me, I know Valerian. He doesn't want to invade and kill a bunch of people in war. He wants to do it peacefully. But what I'm telling you is, is I'm sure he's got a plan either way. So what does it hurt to know? As long as we don't enact anything, it doesn't hurt to know this stuff. Yes, Grandmaster. But I would say that's the next step is how could we defeat finding out if that's even a possibility for us to defeat clockwork on a major scale? See what I'm saying? Stopping the production will have no purpose. What difference does it make if he has 5,000 or 50,000 if we can't stop 5,000? Let alone five. See what I'm saying? The factory, destroying the factories only comes into play if we have a way to defeat what exists. What of the pressing but, matter of the werewolves and the vampires? What are we doing about them? I, I've, I've, I was made aware we lost a lot of our cattle to them. They had ordered to be give it to them. Well, um, Valerian is sending people to deal with them so at this point i was i'm trying to create a scenario where i keep them outside our borders without us engaging them so i negotiated this truce where we're providing them with food for the moment and they're staying on the other side of the border our only other option seemed to be to annihilate them not the only option or let them come and live in our lands which i'm not a big fan of that one I assume tacit are that the people here would also be very uncomfortable with a horde of lycanthropic vampires taking up residence. I know, my lord. Would you be comfortable if I let a snake inside your bed? Don't worry. I feel the same way. Especially since they killed a family on the way here, and the guy had a really bizarre way of justifying <laughs> the action. That makes me more nervous. Maybe if they hadn't murdered people on the way here, it would be a different story. But for now, the order has been to keep that up. If any of them cross, then kill them. I just don't want to kill any of our men if we don't have to. Because surely some of us would perish in the fight. I take it no word on Kaiser? Absolutely nothing, my lord. Because I've learned some even more disturbing things about that in my visit to the Empire. What have you learned, my lord? Well, to make a long story short, Valerian has come up with quite an ingenious way of catching these these otherworlders that are a problem to me and he's caught basically every one except this one well if he has caught them shall we not just wait till he catches this one as well no i agree but my point is he hasn't caught this one which makes me nervous the other ones he seemed to have no problem with this one eludes him as much as he eludes us 
and with all this resources and people looking for him and the stuff Valerian's doing, it seems very disconcerting that he's able to stay so anonymous with all these people looking for him. He's not safe in the north and he's not safe in the south, and yet he just seems untouchable. I find that very disconcerting. We can do nothing but look, my lord. We are doing the best we can. What else do we got going on? What's his name? Your boy, Tharn. The weird guy in the library. Zeratul, my gosh. Master Zeratul is working hard as ever, of course. Trying to find the black books and the macrobe and all this sort of strangeness. My lord, if I may ask, what will you do if you can find this knowledge about how to traverse worlds? I don't even know, because he wasn't quite clear on what exactly that all means. So I guess finding more out about it would know what more there we could do with it. He was being very, 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 very vague about it. I have no idea what that even means. Depends on what worlds and how we traverse, right? It scares me that it is knowledge he does not possess. Zeratul possesses a great deal of knowledge. Even he is mortal. He has done a great many things to make sure that his mortality does not overtake him. Zeratul has not always looked like that. At one time, he looked like you and I. Oh, yeah? What did he do? Things that are only known to him. He's a strange Certainly guy. wasn't using L'Oreal face cream. <laughs> He's definitely a strange guy. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe I mean, the whole thing might be nothing. You know what I mean? could just be a myth for all we know but i'll let him do his thing considering he already killed all those people to do it so we might as well let that not be in vain when is the aid coming from the empire for the plague uh the emperor told me immediately so i'm assuming however long it will take them to get here hmm. if he did not teleport them here perhaps it is not quite high on his priority list i do not trust this partnership with them i agree i think they are simply keeping us at bay till they can whittle us down well we keep coming back to this. I'm all ears. What's the alternative? I do not know, my lord. He's got his mind and his heart set now. We distract him, give him something else to look at. What is the current condition of the southern islands? Most we are aware is the Empire took them over a couple, maybe a dozen years back. And that has not upset anyone? We don't know. You know that there was, there was no war. We know what it means militarily. It means that he has more firearms than ever. They were the ones who mined the material to make the black powder. I suppose the giants would be quite unreasonable to listen to an envoy, especially one bringing them news of an empire, of an impending imperial attack upon their lands. Giants are very simple. We do not know how even the empire has created an alliance with them, but I would venture to say it is very tentative. It cannot be very strong, for they are not strong-minded. And if we were going to try to shake up another alliance that the Empire has, we can't do it flat out. Oh, no. It's too risky for us to sit, to go outside our own lands and, and stir anything up openly. We'd have to do it. My lord, you misunderstand me. I do not seek an alliance with the Giants. I simply seek their upset at having a factory in their lands, cranking no, out war machines. No, I hear what you're saying, but when, I, when you said we should send an envoy, if it's us doing the news-giving, then... It can come back on us. And then Valerian will be quite merciless. Pissed. Then, then, <laughs> then we make sure it isn't us. Exactly. That's what I just said. I don't mind if they find out that it could never be known they found out through us. We can't go stirring up trouble out in the open. Because all they have to do is go to Valerian and say, Hey, <laughs> the North told us, and that's the end of that. Mm-hmm. Then I guess we'll find out if we can win an or. We lived so many years not having a single entity rule this world. 
Many, many years ago, it had happened, and it fell. And now it's coming back again. And I fear what it means. Unfortunately, that is exactly what's happening. And when I spoke to him, I told him directly that that is not a good idea, but that is where his mind is at. He wants this whole world to be part of the Empire. I do not think one man can rule such a place. I agree. I do not think this world will be as pleasant as it is now. But I just don't see any other way. I know you don't like that I'm playing along, but there's no other way. If we stand against them now, we're not ready. We'll fall. Oh, David, also you gave a, a job to, um... What's your face? To oh, make nurse. a potion? Yeah, to make a sleeping potion without dreams. That's another thing you could check on. Right, right, right. Sorry, that just came to my mind. No, yeah, um... Would you wish me to go speak to Lord Zerotul about the potion? No, it's the girl you have to go... It's a, like, That's nurse. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah go check in with her. Yes, my lord. I bow. Is he going I alone leave. or are you going with him? He's going I'm, alone. I'm going to end the call with you if he's going alone. Oh, then I'm going with him. <laughs> you guys go to Yumiko? Or even better, I have her summoned to me. Why would I go to her? <laughs> psh, psh. Alright, she arrives in the summons. Does a bow in old tradition. What's up, you, you? Grandmaster, I suspect you've called me for the potion. Uh, yeah. Or an update on where you're at with it. All my best men tell me no such thing exists. Put a person to sleep is easy, but to give them no dreams seems impossible. (laughs) I mean, darn it. How unfortunate. Though, Grandmaster, perhaps your business away from the stronghold has left you ignorant in this aspect, but it appears that the potion is no longer needed. Oh, yes? Why is that? Really? Uh, I, uh, Yumiko has not come back to me telling me about her Setsuko. dreams. Setsuko, sorry. Has not come to me telling me about her bad dreams, and she came to me often. So they just ceased. You would have to talk to her. Perhaps she has just stopped talking to me about it. Uh, I, I go over to Tassadar, and I whisper something in his ear real quick. Okay. I have one of uh, Setsuko's guards, night guards, come to the um, come before the Saki. He whispers back to you, if the Saki wills. <laughs> well, thank you, Yumiko. I dismiss her. You dismissed. My pleasure to thank serve you Grand for Master. looking into that, though. Forgive me for not coming up with a happier answer. It's okay. She leaves. Have her beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> just, just send the dog. <laughs> Take off her head. Send Misty. Have some fun. Chase her uh, around. <laughs> I I look at uh, David. As I was just telling Tassadar, I believe that we should inquire with one of her guards as to the situation of her restfulness. Why not just ask her herself? That's what I was about to say. Well, I know why, because he doesn't want to talk to her. Children. They're having sibling rivalry right now. How old are you, Thorne? I assure you it's not because I do not wish to talk to her. I do not wish to alert her as to give her reason to lie. And there's nothing wrong with my like or dislike of her. But Why would she lie? About having dreams. Did she tell you that she was having nightmares in the first place? Yes. That's why I was getting the potion made. I thought we discovered it. I didn't think she told us. No, she told me. I went and sat with her in bed for like hours. She told me all about it. Then forget everything I just said. (laughs) Well, you're both right. You just, you heard the screaming and then you asked her about it. Well, she didn't conceal it in any way when I asked her. I'll talk to her about it next time I see her. I don't, I don't think this is that pressing of an issue. Of course, Master Saki. It either means it really was Freddy and now he's captured and that's why the dream stopped or it was just something else, some kind of drama that she's working through. You know what, let's ride back out and check on the parties at the border. Of course. Make sure they're all not dead and like turned into vampires. <laughs> we go there like everyone's slaughtered. 
Yeah, me, Tharn, uh... I grab lightning, just to give him something to do. Okay. He goes, there's not gonna be, like, battle or anything, is there? I don't know. We're gonna go see what's happening. I can't just, like, fly away anymore. Oh, uh, I, this is, you're being him right now? Yeah. I pick up, like, a rusty old sword. There you go. Now you have something to do. Oh, thanks, yeah. Thorn. I really appreciate it. Oh, anything. Why is he part of our group again? What's well, up to just you? Just like, joking, just joking. I'm not anticipating a fight, but you know with me, a fight is always possible. Yes, yes, of course. You find fights where they do not exist. And can we just say at this point, I have two kind of, like, whoever, like, the guys I like the best are so far. I just have kind of two bodyguard guys that we can just, sure. just always come I in picture with. you had even more of an entourage. Well, no, I mean, just depending on what I'm doing. All right. Cool. You yeah. Know, riding through my own lands. You know, I bring two bodyguards. All right. Hey, Erg Drog. What class did you just come from? Pathfinder 102. Skills detail. With Professors Caleb and Christian? I remember that class. Hey, listen, whatever the question is, the answer is perception. Those guys have a boner for that skill check. Erdrog not need perception. Erdrog not need to perceive someone to hit them with an axe. Today in gym class. Erdrog, please report to the principal's office. Erdrog to the principal's office. Power attacks, legs don't fear that extra four damage. My strip mod's better than his. Do you know why you're here, Ergdrug? Ergdrug, you tried to sunder the gym teacher. He walked into my threatened square. He invoked an attack of opportunity. You only invoke an attack of opportunity when you leave a threatened square, Ergdrug. And you can't even sunder a person. You can only sunder objects. Do we have to send you back to Pathfinder 101? What? With professors Caleb and Christian, who teach new and experienced players everything about Pathfinder? Yes! Their classes help everyone to be a better player. If you like Pathfinder, you'll love their classes. Now, I want you to go back through 101, Basic Mechanics, and 103, Combat Detailed with Weapons, okay? Are you kidding me? Erdrog love those classes! Can't wait to take again. Hey, hey! No run actions in the hall! Pathfinder Academy, teaching you everything you need to know about the Pathfinder RPG every Thursday here on the Trailblazer Network. See you in class. Uh, as you are walking or traveling down to the thing, when you get near the woods in that town that you guys first visited, someone is trying to hail you down. Grandmaster, Grandmaster! Like, no one would ever do this. This is not the way you talk to the Grandmaster. And you um, see, it's like a, a captain. It's a, a ranking official in your... In, 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 of a Lin Kuei. Yeah, I wouldn't call him oh. of the military, but of the part that fights. I look at David, and I kind of gallop up ahead a little bit, just be in front of him, just in case. Okay. Okay. Waving down, okay. Grandmaster, Grandmaster. Yeah, and people get in front of him, like, push him back. And he says, I have an urgent message. Then speak. He kind of looks around and goes, I must deliver it to you. Is it like, does he, does he at least look to have a paper? Or no, I look at David at, at like questioning. Do I let him in? Do I? Well, we're we're, we're on, let me picture. We're on a road on horseback. Yes. And he's just standing in front of a house or a town or. He's like run out from like a group of houses out to you. Out to the road. Yeah. I dismount. Uh, Tassadar dismounts as well and goes, Grandmaster. He should be in the woods. He should not be here. Exactly. Let's find out what's going on. I walk over and kind of pull him away. Yeah. Not too far, but. I say, speak. He goes, not here. There are too many ears here. Come back to my house. He looks very grave. I I, I look at 
Casadar and uh, David. Now this is a violation of protocol. He goes, I fully understand my actions. Oh, great grandmaster. So you understand that if we come back to your house and this is anything but of the utmost importance, what will happen? I do. I will. I will cut my own gut. All right. Show me the way. Uh, but I have the whole party follow. I don't go by myself. Okay. Uh, when you when you, you get to his house, he's like, Grandmaster, only your most trusted. Okay. Darn. Just everyone but the bodyguards. Darn Lightning and Tassadar. Okay. Uh, you guys go in. And it's. I have my sword drawn. It's kind of a normal house. Um, and he and he, uh, he beckons you forward and he says. I have a message for you. Asfeter Zane. And he pulls out what looks like a torch, but at the end of the torch is a metal cylinder. And he pulls a rope that's on the bottom of it. Roll initiative. Ah, I know what it is. It's a grenade. It's one of those old school German grenades. I used to know what they're called. I forget what they're called. Potato masher. Six. Sixteen. No, the German word for it. Twenty-four. Alright, so David, you get first action. What are you going to do? Make everything in terms of actions here. It's called a Stilhangranat. I can't even say that. That's a very long word. Okay, so he pulled the a grenade. This is my first fight with Thorin. Yep. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna tell you your layout here. You guys are in between him and the door because he would have went in and then you would have followed. The room has a doorway leading into an adjacent room, windows and door, of course, a closet door. There's a table, some chairs. And he already pulled the rope. He has the grenade out, right? Yep. In his hand. Yes. One shot, because I'm still going to use my move. Okay. I mean, I'm still going to physically move. Okay. But I'm going to take a shot. Quick draw. 33. Okay, you shoot him. Don't bother damage. You shoot him wherever you shoot him, it kills him. Chest opens and up and he falls on the ground. The second I shoot him, like the second I see he's hit and like go straight down, I just turn and yell out to everyone. Okay. And you I run, I run through the door. All right. Because I remember I have an armor arm, so right. I just literally run through the door. Lightning, uh, I'm going to say lightning is close. I don't like you'd have to go through people, so they open up the door for you. Okay. And there's a brick wall there now where you just walked through. Um, what? As my swift action, I put on my blinking ring. Okay. I cast stone shield. I, I, I get everyone as close to the door as possible, and I cast stone shield behind us, like in front of the, us, between us and the grenade. All right, a, a one-inch thick slab of stone springs up from the ground between you and the grenade. Okay, David, what do you do? Um, I just huddle down. I grab everyone and pull them down. Could I reach the door at this point? Can you reach it? Yeah. Like like the, the brick part of it? Yeah, sure. Uh, I use stone fist on it. All right. You punch it, and you get no resistance. You go right through it, and you almost fall out of the door. Okay. Uh, I grab David and I pull him through with me. Uh, that'd be another standard action. Okay. Um, so what do I have this turn? I, I used a standard. Uh, I'd have a move. I put myself between David and the stone shield. Okay. The grenade goes off. Everyone make a reflex save with a plus two bonus. Eight. I swear, Caleb, if I die. <laughs> Are you kidding me? What? Nothing. Not Let me guess. <laughs> I died. <laughs> no, I'd be happy about that. I wouldn't be all kidding me. I'd be like, cool. Uh, if nine, it's 19. Okay. If 19 doesn't beat it, then I think it's like a 20% chance of a miss because I'm blinking or all something right, like roll that. Roll 100 50. 50. Okay. The 
Grenade goes off. The wall absorbs most of the damage. Uh, you take six damage, Dom. Uh, Thorn. Fun. And uh, you receive nothing, uh, David. And everyone just looks like they have minor cuts or no cuts. Uh, but the room is, like, destroyed. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that wall seemed to protect most of you from the brunt of the damage. All the shrapnel hit the stone. The only kind of damage you get was some of the heat, some of the, f the flame that came around. And in initiative, what do you guys do? I take off my blinking ring, and uh, I look at Tassadar, and I go, um, Kaiser says hi. <laughs> I thought he said goodbye. <laughs> oh, you speak German? <laughs> it's orcish, my lord. Alvidazane is orcish? Yeah, orcish and German are the same, just like common English are the same. Oh, cool. And Aslanti and Japanese Shh. are the same. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> That's great. Um, and they all get out, and they kind of like cough, and they go like this, and uh, you see... Uh, uh, Lightning like pushes his uh, translator, and, he, and and translator goes, "What the feck was that?" Ah, <laughs> uh, come on, Lightning, you're used to this stuff. He's like, "I knew I shouldn't have got out of the stronghold." Just another day with me. I knew I should have stayed in the stronghold. I said, "I said to myself, Lightning, don't leave. You're gonna have a bad day." And you know what? I'm having a bad day. I quickly look around once we get outside, and I've recovered. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, I guess I kind of just skipped something. Um. Uh, they went through the wall because they saw you go through the wall. So everybody else realized it was an illusion. That's why everybody, how everybody left the room. Oh, it was an illusion. Yeah, his fist just went through the wall like there was nothing there. Gotcha, gotcha. Tassadar says, that man was very trusted. I, there, there are, there's implications of this. Who, who do we trust now? Until Kaiser's dead, nobody. The men who are, this can explain everything. Maybe the men who have been searching for him, Kaiser got to. There's no way to tell. That man just committed suicide to try to kill you. He just gave his life for Kaiser. But why was he speaking orcish? That I cannot answer. My lord, are you okay? Who, me? You were my only lord. <laughs> I'm fine, man. This is like another day at the office for me. Deal with weirder stuff than that. In fact, I kind of look around and like yell up to Kaiser. And I'm just like, is that it? Is that it? As you see a B-52 fly over. <laughs> And uh, Tassadar says, um, would you like to explain? And uh, Lightning says, um, something from his world that's better than our stuff tried to kill us. I mean, really, this is the explanation for everything. See, Lightning's got it. You wouldn't understand even if I explained it. He goes, 10 gold says it's something from a war. Yes. Well, this shouldn't be that foreign to you guys. You guys have grenades. It's just a, a better one than you, what you have. Uh, people are like gathering around now as there's a scene. And they're all seeing the Grandmaster... With a bunch of people climbing out of a burning building. <laughs> people are running to get water and stuff to put it out. Yeah, yeah. I say, Tassadar, uh, stay here and see to this. Darn and the bodyguards and Lightning, we're going to go do what we came here to do. I'm not going to let this stop me. Lightning goes, oh, yeah. See, now I get to keep going. I don't get to stay behind. I wanted to stay at the stronghold. Now I can't even stay here. got to keep going. You can stay behind. You want to stay behind? He goes, I'm just messing with I'm just laughing. He's kind of like laughing. Right. I'm just right. joking. I look Listen, at, it's safer actually to be with you than away from you. Exactly. I look at Superfleet. <clears throat> I mean, I mean Lightning. Um, <laughs> Superfleet. Uh, Superfleet. Yeah. yeah, that's my my derogatory name. I got you. I got you. I, I look at him and I say, "Is is uh, complaining a sport where you come from?" <laughs> <laughs> I like you, Thorn. I like you. I blush. Oh shucks, Senpai noticed me. <laughs> uh, we ride on to the to the woods. All right, you go and you are uh, you get to the front lines and uh, 
a bunch of uh, just like barbaric, animalistic devouring of the food you gave them is happening. It looks like a bunch of animals, except for the vampires who are not quite as rude. Um, but aside from that, there's games going on. People like throwing dice. People are just passing the time, doing what normal people do. Just music being played to people who brought like a, a liar. Things like that happening. And then on your side of the line is just as stoic as ever a line. But you see there are there is a, a line of like bears and then centaurs near the front. Bears and centaurs? Yep. It's getting all C. S. Lewis y up in the front lines. <laughs> and I go over to the commander or whoever the head okay. guys and I say, um I assume everybody's staying on their side of the, the line. Yes, they've been very yeah, they've kept to themselves. But I uh we remain stalwart. I brought forward some of our more imposing forces to show them that they're not the only one who have animals on their side. And no, no man in his right mind would go up against a centaur, just in case they have any thoughts to come over. Okay, good. Then continue. Hold the line. For now. So there's like, there's like, um, like cattle like on its side split open. Uh-huh. That they're just like tearing from. Do we see our, our friend? Yeah, he's somewhere in the crowd. He doesn't seem to be like in the front leading, just like somewhere like any other person. What do you guys do? What do we do for a Klondike bar? What do do? Uh, I kick a centaur. Like I slap a centaur's ear end <laughs> for a Klondike bar. You say, "Good game, good game." Hit the showers. It mule kicks you in the back, like in the back leg. Yeah. What do you do, man? You're the leader of the army, man. Yeah, David. No, I'm actually good. I just wanted to make sure everything was well, and it seems like they got it under control. Well, it is well with your soul, David. <laughs> I kind of ride through the woods from front to back to okay. the back and inspect as a general would make sure everyone's where they're supposed to be and equipped and on guard. See if I find anyone sleeping <laughs> on their posts. Uh, no, no. It seems everybody is, is being stalwart. All right, good. And I say the same thing. I assume there's like a commander in the front and a commander in the sure. rear. I say the same thing to him. Just, you know, hold everything as it is and send word if you need anything, reinforcements or relief soldiers. And then uh, we ride back to Tassadar in the house. All right, before you do that. Good. <laughs> good. Uh, <laughs> while you're inspecting the front and all that, you hear a sound that may not be super familiar to Thorn, but I think would be rather familiar to David. Um, you hear... Um, Cannonballs are raining from the sky in the camp of the werewolves and the the, uh, the throat and the vampires. And uh, there starts being mass hysteria. And then, of course, everyone on the Linque side starts, like, you know, straightening up and, and preparing. And there is, like, people running everywhere. And there is uh, just a rain. It's just a constant bubble. Like, waves. Like, a big, big landing. Just on the ca- just on the camp? Correct. There's some silence for time. And this is happening... Uh, for a little bit and people are running and um, some people are starting to come over to um, run over to the forest coming straight to try to kind of find some refuge in there and the captain uh, is like everyone hold and he like looks to you to make sure that that is the plan hold the line and uh, people are rushing you and then um, you hear uh, a sound that David has heard only once before you hear it sky and making a pass comes down a clockwork dragon 
which breathes hot tar that is set aflame as soon as it comes out of the mouth of the dragon. Just spews it over uh, the camp. Think, things first are just getting covered in hot tar that's on fire. And they're flailing around and running. And um, then you hear... And like maybe a dozen to two dozen very large almost uh, cylinders but they're like tapered off almost egg shaped uh, containers fall from the sky and then uh, four kind of doors kind of fall almost like drawbridge doors like there's chains uh, that, that drop them in they slam very heavy and out of each of these pods comes out uh, two clockwork soldiers and a clockwork servant and then something you've never seen before. A picture juggernaut from the X-Men. Kind of like that, except no skin exposed. And there's like, you can see like gears on the outside. And there's like eye slits. And uh, they're moving forward. And they're very heavy steps. Even when they're running. It's like very heavy. And you can hear the clockwork is what, was what is making the elbows and the knees move. And one of these guys you see uh, says, let's burn puts his two fists forward and you see two cylinders small cylinders on, on top of his fists and flame pours out of it and starts burning everyone here and this is uh, indiscriminate children women, men, doesn't matter everything is getting burned or sieged by cannonballs but after these pods have been dropped the cannonballs have stopped or I shouldn't say they stopped but they're no longer hitting the camp now you see they're kind of hitting the edges of the camp where people are running out kind of a perimeter but not again not in the forest and uh, some men come over to the forest and they see that you're not going to let them through and they say uh, let us through let us through we're getting slaughtered out here I look at David David Rokusaki they're murdering them a dragon lands and starts breathing uh, fire on people and, uh, and you see like some of the, the werewolves and vampires they're trying to fight back and uh, you know they're, they're like a like a bunch of them will jump on one and like tear it apart, but they can't kill them fast enough. And whenever they do that, it almost seems like a lure. They'll jump on a clockwork, and then one of the the flame guys, which just to be convenient, they're called fire bats. Uh, fire bats will torch the all the people who have jumped onto the clockwork. Uh, that way they can get like groups at a time. Uh, what do you do? Close the line. Uh, the guy says, "Let nothing through." And the guy's like. This is... You're killing us. Uh, at least let the women through. At least let the children. By the way, you never said there was children before this. But... I said it was a whole camp. I said everyone from um, Sanctuary. It was their entire civilization. Does it look like there are any women and children right near the front? Uh, a couple. And you can hear like people like giving out orders. And you see like they're starting to throw all the women and children in the center. And trying to like get around them. And make a, all the men are being like... A wall of bodies in between them and the women and children. But uh, every time they group up, just like the flames just torture the group. And these flame guys have like big tanks on their back. Uh, what do you do? I need, I need a quick order. The captain says, "Hold the line. Nothing gets through. This is insane." And they go and they run back into their 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 uh, their camp to try to do what they can. And you see over uh, the horizon. Uh, and we can't see where these cannonballs are. It's like out of view. You can see the direction it's coming from. Uh, I guess you would. We can't coming from cannons. about the south, yeah. And they're getting pretty well cut through, uh, and the battle is coming to a quick end as there's not much left to fight. Once they get through all the men, there's just a bunch of women and children who... Uh, a couple of women try to fight, but 
lot of them actually look kind of sickly, like they haven't eaten enough. And uh, and the battle kind of stops. They kind of are surrounded, and they kind of encroach in. And as it's happening, a werebear just blindsights one of the fire bats and knocks the helmet off. And it goes to swipe and go and like stops and goes, "You're a girl," and you see it is Alex. And she goes, "Is that a problem, you feck?" Hits his knee and caves him in and tortures him and stands back up. And I mean, Alex is one of the machines. She's people? in. She's in one of those big suits. And uh, and she walks over and um, and she says, "Gather all the women, move them over here, separate them out." And uh, and she kind of uh, gets out of her suit. Now the battle's kind of over. It was very quick. And uh, and no more dragons make it past. No more cannonballs. The dragons have all landed. It's about three dragons. And uh, very, very noisy. Those things are very loud. And Alex walks over to the forest. And she's like wiping sweat off of her. And uh, she comes over and she says, uh, Hail from the south. Okay, I walk out and meet her. All right, she gives like a, a bow as best as stupid commoners know how to do. Right. Uh, Orokusaki, hail Orokusaki. I bring word from Valerian Menx, the emperor in the south. He apologizes for this action. He understands that it was not a part of the plan, but there were changes. Last-minute changes that had to be made. It means no disrespect, but he has decided to, to wipe out the menace before it became a threat to your people. He hopes you understand this change. Just a question, Caleb. Hmm. Just so I understand what's going on, the clockwork soldiers and a lot of their firebats are kind of separating out the women and children now, off to like... Yep. You okay. can see they're kind of making lines of them. And okay. you, the fire bats, are like a lot of them are getting out of their suits now. Mm-hmm. They're putting guns to the head and and going down the line. Like of women and children. Yep, they're starting with women. And the children, instead of a line, they're putting they're grouping them all up into a pile. And there's a couple of fire bats who have not gone out of their suits. Uh, like three of them around that that group. I'm glad we were able to get here before they got into your town. Surely they would have dispersed them. We wouldn't be able to get all of them. We'll note that you are definitely in your mask, so she cannot see any facial expressions or anything. Um, I say, uh, oh, man. I start trotting among the dead on my horse. Uh, As you go out, they like say, it's best to stay on your side of the line till this is over. I, I hold my horse off. Is killing women and children really necessary? And she looks very like, like also like the facade has fallen. She goes, unfortunately. Unfortunately, a child's bite is just as bad as an adult's. Well... They are still in Valerian's land where he is emperor. This is on Valerian. I'm glad you understand. Lightning, as translator says, Grandmaster. Yes. And he kind of like speaks quietly and goes, We can't let this happen. This is crazy. You, it, you didn't bring me along for nothing. I ain't gonna watch this, man. This has happened. I'm, I'm out. I'm going back. Two to stronghold i'm not watching this happen oh i see what you're saying and i don't think this is right and he's saying this in front of alex too or? no like i said he kind of like says this quietly his translator says very quietly he goes these aren't dragons these aren't skeletons in a castle do i uh, hear this or no sure he goes listen this is why i'm not a leader i'm not making these kind of political decisions i don't envy your position i don't blame you but i'm just not watching it's your not permission, a political yeah, I, I turn back to him and I'm just like, listen, it's not a political decision. It's Valerian acting in Valerian's empire. Well, with your permission, I'm going back to the stronghold now. You have it. And he leaves. 
Because if the plan is to have my men charge a field of clockwork, that's not going to happen. You um, hear this, this chanting coming from inside, like, behind the lines in the woods. And, like, everybody kind of, like, looks very surprised. Lin Kuei, the Lin Kuei. centaurs, the bears. And the first to bow down are the centaurs. They get on knee. And they turn their back to Alex. And they knee to into the woods. And you see everyone starts taking a knee. And the music is rising as whatever this is is coming to you. All right, I turn around and look. You see it looks like the forest is moving as a ton of trees are walking to you. And they seem to be the ones singing the song. I dismount and I, I bow respectfully. Okay, David? Nah, I stand there. I stand my ground. Okay. And uh, up comes, uh, oh, it seems to be a tree in the front, and it comes directly to you. And it comes over to you, and it bows to you, Oroku. And then I bow. And it says, uh, Grand Master, leader of the Lin Kuei, I respectfully must make you aware of my disobedience. I am a long liver. I have lived much longer than the Lin Kuei. Before the first Oroku I was. I have seen this once before. I witnessed and stood by as a genocide happened. And for fear of our own lives, the Fae stood idle by to protect ourselves. You shall learn if ever you are unlucky enough to live during a genocide, that after you have witnessed it, you will never react the same again. I must disobey your orders with the greatest respect and stop this from happening. And you see, like, the trees aren't stopping at you. They're starting to, like, they're going to soon begin to pass you. I mount up. Okay. And I, and I start trotting slowly along with the trees. Okay. Interesting. This, the right-hand man of Oroku gets next to the men disobeying him. Um, I look at the, the tree that's talking to me, and I, so I suppose I couldn't stop you if I wanted to. We once made the mistake of valuing our lives more than those who cannot fight for themselves. If you fight us, we will not fight back. Our loyalty is to the Lin Kuei, but we will not stop. We stand for life. And he begins walking again, and he walks past you. Oh, uh, like a Lin Kuei, like a couple Lin Kuei go over to join, and the captain guy says, uh, goes over and goes, Stand down! Your orders are to stay in the forest. And the guy, like, looks at him and goes, I'm with Rothrid. I stand for life. And he begins singing the song as well and walks with the trees. And that, like, starts a wave of Lin Kuei joining the trees. I look at David as my horse slowly trots. Alex starts giving orders. And she's like, I want a line right here of clockwork soldiers. I want servants behind him. Firebats, get back in your suits. I want you right behind here. And she yells, uh, Oroku, stop them. Prepare to fire! And all the, like, the firebats put their flamethrowers forward. And she's like, you guys don't want to see a genocide that don't take another step because you will not get past us. And, and uh, Rothred repeats the same thing he said to you before, and he goes, uh, we made the mistake of valuing our lives above the helpless first. We will not make it again. And they don't stop going forward. 
And she goes, uh, Oroku, I do not want to do this. Stop them. And she holds her hand up and she goes, fire my mark. Where is she in, in relation to me at this point? Like they're in front of me and... They're like a little bit past the forest making a line. And our people are just coming out of the forest? Yeah. And she, and she like makes a spinning motion with her hand and says, get them into the air. And the clock work dragons start flapping their wings and getting into the air. Um, I jump on my horse. Uh-huh. And I kind of gallop real fast. So past the tree and p- people that are coming out. Okay. Between them and the other line of the clockwork. Okay. Where Alex is. Yeah. And I kind of turn the horse sideways to Alex. And um, you have to spare the women and children. And her, like, her lips are almost trembling. They will not obey me. They will not let you kill the women and children. And the, the, the sound is almost deafening now. Of It's almost, it's almost it's, it is outdoing the sound of the clockworks, just their gears and springs. Even the dragons, of the, all the singing, as the force looks like it's the force is moving forward. And then I look at her and I'm like, I assure you, Valerian does not want this. You know he doesn't want this. Tell them to stop killing the women and children. You met him. I have my orders. And your hand is still, like, hold up. And then the trees are, like, coming. They're about to be next to you, David. Roth right in front. And he, uh, and as he goes by, he puts his hand on your shoulder, David, and he goes, there must be peace. And uh, they get, like, right up against the line. And one of the guys looks over in the firebat suit, uh, and he says, uh, you want love? Come over here. I got a whole lot of love. And he puts his flame doors forward. And one of the, the people who are not in the suit looks next to Alex and says, like, it's like, do we fire? Alex? Don't fire. He's like, <laughs> Alex! And they get right up to him. And she's like, Stand down! Stand down. Fuck! Everyone in the pods, I want everyone off the ground in ten minutes. Get these freaking clockwork back down here. And, uh, and the line separates. And the trees, like, as they're going by, um, you see, like, um, different Lin Kuei, like, pick up the babies and, like, hand them to the trees. And Rothred looks down into uh, where there's like a bunch of line of dead women. And he goes, death is so ugly. We must make it beautiful again. And he puts his hands on the ground and flowers start sprouting up. And then the people, the dead people, like flowers start coming out of their body, sprouting all around them. It's kind of eerie instead of beautiful, actually. But they become like potted plants. All, all the, this entire field of dead people just starts sprouting out flowers. And it looks like a field of flowers now. The women are all dead, but the babies are, are being put into the hands of the trees, and the trees begin to turn around, and they start going back into the forest, or the forest begins to recede. And Rothred comes up next to you, uh, and he goes, um, They will be safe with us. We are safe from their influence. We will raise them to love life for peace. And he makes another deep bow and he says, The Treants are as loyal as ever to the Grand Master Orokusaki and his Lin Kuei, and will serve him any time we are called. The enemies of the Lin Kuei are the enemies of all the Fae. Nature will rise against your enemies at the mere call of your voice. Forgive us. And they recede past you back into the woods. I order everybody back across the line. You say, because you were saying like Lin Kuei followed them out and everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I order everybody back. 
and the, and, the, and the song quietly Shh. goes away as it recedes in the distance. And you're left back in the enchanted forest, back with your men. And you see all the uh, Empire soldiers are getting back in the pods, and the doors close up, and the dragons, you see dragons come up, and they grab them, and they fly off with them. And now it's just a field of um, craters and flowers. That was almost really bad. The captain looks up and says, almost? <laughs> I mean, for us. How would you like me to discipline the troops? Uh, discipline them? They disobeyed your direct order. Don't discipline them. Yes, Grandmaster. As Alex like leaves and gets her last one, there's someone arguing with her. It's like, we should have we let them up. And she's like, I am not going to go to sleep tonight knowing that I just torched a bunch of innocent people who were unarmed trying to get children. All right? That's not on my conscience. Not, well, I'm, I'm not going to live with that. Get in your, get in your pot. And, and she's the last one to leave. That was a weird moral issue she just had. Mm-hmm. She didn't want to torch the, the unarmed people trying to stop it, but she was torching the unarmed people they were yeah. trying to save. That's yeah. a very interesting moral depth of her. My Lord Oroku Saki. Yes. I dismount at this point, Ben. I'm in front. I, I stand in front of David. I must ask your, I must give you my humblest apologies and ask your forgiveness. For? Openly disobeying you. I am meant to be your student, not your counselor and... I forgot my place. Uh, it's understandable. In your your youth, you wanted to run head headlong in right into the fray and go on your emotion. But as you can see, sometimes you have to let things play out and pick a better moment. Mm-hmm. You certainly would have rushed to your death, and I'm sure your father would not have been happy with me. So I don't want you following my orders just for the sake of following my orders, but trust that I know what I'm doing. Of course, Master Rokusaki. And I, I give a low bow and I back up to my horse. One of the Lin Kuei that went forward the trees was uh, Suko's boyfriend. Okay. We know we saw that, right? That it was Hichiro? I just said that you I, did. I know, I know. Hold on. I'm thinking, okay, cool. I, uh, I look at David on and a brighter... And it's Ichiro. Please. Ichiro. Ichiro. I-C-H-I-R-O. Ichiro. Ichiro. Uh, I look at David on a... On a happier note, I think we can have some fun with that boy there as Achiro is walking away. You know, in fact, I, I do want to. I have the commander um, I say pull together all the men that disobeyed. All right, he does so, and the men, like, willingly comply. They're not, like, trying to hide. At least it doesn't look like it. There's a very large number of men that group up together. And I kind of have, so they're all, like, lined up okay. in front of me. Yep. Uh, I dismount. Is it, are you, is it in the woods still? No, uh, no. We come through the woods and now we're back. Okay. Through the woods in our all encampment. Right. I dismount my horse and uh, address them. So. They all look like super nervous. As much as you could tell, most of them wear like masks, but their eyes give out their life. Yeah, yeah. I address them. Um, yeah, I, I put on my battle mask so no one sees my face. I didn't know you had one. I, it's, it's a... It's just a piece of clothing. It has no special value whatsoever. What does it look like? I never thought about that. All right, you can tell me later. Go ahead, David. I say, uh, I understand why you disobeyed me this day. And lucky for you, I actually commend you on your disobedience. And so I will show mercy, but do not mistake kindness for weakness. Don't make a habit of disobeying me. They all remain deadly silent. 
and then I just turn and walk away. Uh, a spitball hits you in the back of the head. I turn and start shooting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> reload. I was hoping you'd do that. <laughs> Throws a pipe bomb in there. Dodge this. I pull <laughs> the ma- I pull the magic arrow thing. I'm like. <laughs> nah, I just walk away after I say that. All right. Hey, Andrew, you want to play some D&D tonight? No, I I can't. You're not real. None of this is real. Real, 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 real. Mental divergence can be a tricky situation, but we here at Tales from the Lich can be your hand in the infinite darkness. When you can't play, listen. TalesfromTheLich.com you meet up with Tassadar, and he's like, What happened? I, uh, there was just a lot of singing. And I know what that means. Did you get to see Rothred? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That must have been an honor. He did not seem to be too happy with Valerian killing all those vampires. Is that what that sound was? Yes. We heard heard the sound of uh, siege weaponry. They interceded and protected the children. Even though it was against my orders, I had no intention of trying to stop them. Rothred disobeyed you? Rothred is the oldest fae. He has been around for a very long time. I can't imagine him ever disobeying the Grand Master. They were the first ones to ally with the Lin Kuei when they first started up. Well, it happened. Yeah, I think we, uh, I think Valerian hit their only hot button. They they refused to witness a genocide for anybody, even for an Orokusaki, apparently. Makes sense. (laughs) Rothrid was around when the, when men first fell. When the the empire that I told you about that had the whole world, the frickin' that the empire's looking like now, called the Aslanti Empire. It's where we get our name. It's where we get our language. They were annihilated. Well, the good news is because I let them go about their what it is they wanted to do and even negotiated the, even resolved it without violence. Now, at least the good news is they told me uh, I have their full loyalty and support. He said my enemies are his enemies. So what happened with all the werewolves? Or lycanthropes and vampires? They're all dead. Except for the infants, basically. And uh, Rothred said they're going to raise them. The treants are going to raise children. That's what they said. And that we don't have to worry about it. That they will keep... Yes, leave for another 18 years when they're old enough to bite people again. Whatever, my lord. I I will not question Rothred. I didn't really want to go down that road either, to be honest with you. Well, I'm glad you're safe. Sounds like maybe you should have been here near these grenades more than back. You've been safer than where you were. Nah. I was hanging around with a bunch of people that can't kill me. I think this this reinforces what I've been saying about the Empire. Listen, you always say it as if we're in a disagreement. We're not. We're only in a disagreement as what to do about it. Right now where we're in disagreement is everyone just saw what the Empire tried to do. And they know that you're allying with those kind of people. I am not a diplomat, but even to me, that sounds wary. Or that makes me wary. That would make me wary if I was not so loyal. Oh my gosh. I don't understand why everyone's so blind to this. Uh, it also just showed us what they're capable of doing. You see Lightning is uh, helping like put out the, like, finish up with the fire. And he comes over. What, uh, the, like in the fireplace fire? No, like the grenade place. Gotcha. He's like finishing up the whatever, and he comes over. and He's helping out. Uh-huh. And he comes over and says, you okay? Yes. Still breathing. I rub the shrapnel and the singeing off of my garment <laughs> and everything. Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks, Firefly. 
Lightning. It's lightning, you dolt. Shh. <laughs> well, you'll be happy to know it wasn't a complete genocide. Oh? Only a partial one? Yeah. The children were saved. The children were saved. I'm glad you had some sense. That's one way to put it. David Cohen doesn't doesn't just kill people with his pistol, tends to save them once in a while. Perhaps you should spend more time spreading that reputation. <laughs> well, I get it. All these some of these scenarios are very unfair, as if it was me killing them in the first place. I was doing no such thing. I understand. It was an empire killing him on his land. Whatever, man. I just know how to make light. <laughs> he just shakes his butt. Alright, uh, I go, you know, we're back where the grenade went off. Yeah. Yeah, alright, I turned to Tassar. I'm like, let me guess, no trace of anything, no clues, no buddy saw anything, nobody saw Kaiser Soze. No, or it's as if you read my mind and what I was going to say to you next. I am honestly terrified to, to know who else among us secretly serves him. To commit suicide is loyalty that oh, I thought until now only the Orokusaki commanded. Well, it just gives us a reminder to reiterate to the people looking there not to speak to him under any circumstances or even approach him. I'm going to have a whole set of new people looking for him. I'm afraid the old ones might be stopping us from the inside. If they serve him, they can stop us and say, oh, go here when they know where he really is. Okay. I mean, I have no way of saying. I can't figure out who is on our side and who is not. I mean, the only person who could do that is dead, and I don't think he, had, he would have the time to interrogate 100 people. We need, we need another Ashitaka. How so? Someone who's willing to do what's necessary to, and has the skills to get information out of people. There's not a person I can think of that did not eventually give in to what Ashitaka asked. I was very happy that I was not on the other side of his gaze. But I need not say that to the Grandmaster. He knows firsthand. Oh, I would say let's, um, let's put the word out then through the, the Lin Kuei commanders. We need a new interrogator. Surely there has to be someone that shows some promise. We may not like the type of people we get back. If you're prepared for these kind of people, then I will do it. Okay. They'll still be under my command, but yeah, sure. Put the word out. Right. So you go back to the stronghold? Yeah. Uh, something disconcerting happens. Another disconcerting thing. Okay. There were no guards at your door. At my door? Mm-hmm. But the, you mean my usual guard? Yeah, the people who just all the time guard in front of your, yeah, your yeah. room are gone. But I'm with my two that roll with me? Yep. Oh, and my dogs. Uh, one of your dogs. The other dog is supposed to be in the room. You have missed and you had the other one stay and guard your place. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I look at, I approach the door and I look at David. If you'll allow me, my lord. Tass already goes, no need, Thorn, for you to go in. We can, yeah, I, I can have 20 men come in now. I turn to the two men that are with me. Mm -hmm. And I just say, open the door. And I pull my gun. Draw my sword. He, open, he opens the door. And hanging from your ceiling are your two guards. Their eyes are sewn shut and their mouth is sewn shut. It looks like they were cut from their mouth to their ear and that was all sewn shut all the way down to their mouth. Blood's kind of dripping from them. Painted on blood on... Uh, they're both naked except for underwear. Uh, painted on one of the chests, it says ring ring. And the other one says, it's for you. And there was a rotary phone in the hand of one of the guys who's hung. I pick up the phone. First unheard message. Hey, Mom? 
Yeah. No, we just got home. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, you want to say hi to the girls? All right. Say hi, Mom. Hey. You see, you want to say hi, Mom? Hi. What are you doing? All right. Yeah, we're going to go. All right, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Second unheard message. Osfeterzane. I uh, drop the phone and kick it across the room. Make reflex safe. How did you get that recording, by the way? <laughs> Just so you know, uh, Dom, that was a real recording of my wife. I know. I, I, I guessed. 17. You, dr you drop the phone and <laughs> the headpiece of it that explodes. And then it's just kind of dangling now from the guy's hand. And you can see a shotgun shell in where the earpiece was. Wait, how did you get that recording? <laughs> <laughs> now that you turn around, you see on the wall that you entered in, that you couldn't see because you'd walked through it and it was to your back, painted again in red, it says, while you were busy here, I was busy too. And both Tessa and Lightning are just dead quiet. It's like looking at each other and looking at you. One of the guys who's hanging starts moving. And you realize he's alive. I take out my kukri and I go to cut him down. All right, you cut him down. And, he's, he's, and his hands are tied against him, so he can't do anything. I cut off his mouthpiece, but not his hands and feet yet. Uh, it's like a mouthpiece. It's sewn shut. Oh, that was literally cut. sewn shut. There's like blood coming from it, too. His eyes and mouth have been sewn shut. And uh, Tassiter runs out and he says, yeah, Someone get Yumiko now! And he goes, Cut down the other one. Maybe he's alive too. Be careful around that device. And they start, uh, and Yumiko rushes in and she's trying to treat him. She goes, Come on, bring him to the infirmary. Uh, uh, I look for the other dog. Uh, their dog's not there. And, uh, and she goes, oh, This one's dead. And she leaves to go to the infirmary with the other guy. Two assassination attempts in less than two hours. Someone, I, I, I think someone really likes you, David. I follow, I go down to the infirmary with the guy. Okay. Um, she, like, takes scissors and she, she carefully cuts the thing. And the first thing she does is pour potion down. She barely opens it up just to keep him alive. Pours the potion down his throat. And you can see some, like, wounds heal around the stitching. And she goes, I know this sucks, but I had to do it. And then she, now she has to reopen those wounds to get the stitching out. She gives him a thing and she, and, and, like, the doctor goes, what about his eyes? And she, she, like, just shakes his head, her head. She goes, but just keep him stitched. And the guy's, like, screaming in pain. And, and then after he drinks the potion, he kind of, like, stops and he passes out. And then she looks up at you. He'll be okay, but uh, I don't think he'll see you again. You say, uh, okay, do, do the best you can to make him comfortable. And the moment he's conscious and talking, uh, call for me. Yes, Grandmaster. All right, I leave and go back to my room. Okay. There's uh, blood on the floor in the middle yeah. of the room. I would advise that we sleep somewhere else tonight, Master Saki. Preferably somewhere safe. Tessitor says, where is safe? If my room in my stronghold isn't safe, there is no safe. Uh, I tell him, have the room, uh, get this cleaned up and make sure the other man is buried with honors. He died in service. Perhaps it would be fit for the Grandmaster to come to his funeral. Okay. Where do you go while your place is getting cleaned up? I grab uh, Thorin, and we go to Saratul. Okay. All right. You travel over. It takes maybe an hour, and you get there. And you're in this thing. And again, remember, it's just books upon books and different artifacts and cases. And some books just floating in the air. Some looks like words are coming off of pages of other ones. You walk around until you find him. And again, he's just like, he's just like pouring over a book. Uh, Saratul. He's like, he's like pacing back and forth. And he like, like kind of startles, and he goes, 
Grandmaster, and he hides his face and he looks Shh. down. I was not. A, I was not. Uh, darn! I think his voice changes every time I do him. My, I was not expecting you. Forgive me. I am not presentable. Saratul, um things are changing very quickly, and the the other world threat that we spoke of is becoming more and more uh, increased by the moment. And time is something we no longer have. I need to know what headway you've made in discovering uh, the things I set you to. Well, Grandmaster, and I speak saying only with the highest respect, you must know that my service to you will never end until my vast breath leaves my body. And I respect you more than I respect any man who walks this planet. But progress is difficult when I am not allowed to do what is necessary to make it. And what is necessary? Sacrifice. You already did that. You need to do that again? I have tried to make do with the little I have gotten from the ceremony. But more is required. I have sent men given to me by you, O Great Grandmaster, to possible locations. But I can narrow it down further. And if speed is important, it can be done quickly through the right amount of willingness to pay the cost. How many? Three dozen. Thirty-six people. Thirty-six people. <sighs> One of two of them will probably still be around. There is a reason these books are so hard to find. If they were easy to find, we would not be searching for them. And just to be clear, what is it exactly these books are going to accomplish for us? Well, once we have one, we should be able to find the others much easy, easier. But they are the only accounts of those who have interacted with or even witnessed the great macrobe for whom we search. The one who holds the secret to traveling between worlds. Through them, I hope to learn some semblance of knowledge of, that it carries. Perhaps even learn how to contact it. It is the only thing which holds the secret. Okay. Keep working. I'll see what I can do. Yes, great grandmaster. Your presence was a great honor today. Okay, I turn and leave. And grab Tharn. I grab, I bow low. Master Zaratul, and I turn and leave. Right. Tassadar says, um, Grandmaster, you can't be... Enough innocents died today already. Oh, he's with us? Oh, I thought you took him with you. If you didn't, it's up to you. Usually you take him with you. But yeah, it's true. He's with us. It's completely um, up to you. This is on the ride back. You said it's an hour ride, right? Yeah. So we have time to talk. Yeah. I won't sacrifice anybody <laughs> against their will. I don't know. What do you think, Tharn? I am not sure what to do, Master Saki. After witnessing the wanton death and destruction I have today, perhaps more death is not the best answer. If help does not come soon, however, to those who are dying of the plague, perhaps it would be better to put their deaths to use. Thor makes a point I did not think of, Grandmaster. There are men already dying. I had thought of that too, but they would still have to volunteer, not against their will. I'll get the word out. Three dozen? My other question was, before you do that, do we have... Death what do you, criminals? Yeah, what do you do with criminals here? I'm sure you, it's not too far a ride from here. We keep them in one of these buildings. And you have murderers there? We have all sorts. Let, let us ride there. Okay. You ride there, it's one of, the, one of the floating buildings, and you wait for it to come down, and you go in. When you go in... uh you kind of look around, and like there's like a, a gate kind of thing. Tassar says, there should be somebody here. And the gate's <laughs> open. Oh, boy. 
Draw my sword. Is there a crow nearby? No. Crap. Misty, go see. Uh, Misty goes forward. She comes back and she has nothing with her. I, I draw my gun. Let's go see what's what. You go up and after some exploring, every cell is opened and painted on the wall says, I was busy in red. Tessar's like, lost for words. We need to get back to the stronghold now. This is crazy. All right, let's go. My lord, and, 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 and he stops and he goes, Grandmaster, you have trusted me with all your secrets. Have I betrayed you ever? Not that I know of. <laughs> it is very convenient that you now, just now, wanted to come here. If you have some sort of plan, you can tell me, Grandmaster. If you let them go, or... I thought he was going to totally say something else for a second. Are you th saying I have something to do with this? I'm saying it's very convenient that we came here out of the blue on our way back to the stronghold. All of a sudden, you wanted to make a detour. Sorry, I, Grandmaster, I just wanted to be trusted. I have yet to betray it. You wanted, you, to make, you wanted to make the detour. You were the one who brought up what kind of criminals we do we have. If we have criminals, you said, let's go see. Because you brought it up, Grandmaster. <laughs> you were getting caught in, in nomenclature. Well, then to answer you simply, no, I did not release the prisoners or even know about them until this moment. He, he like, gets wide-eyed and runs back and he, like, to back to the cells. And then he kind of comes back and goes, Malpass is gone. I suppose now that there's a new Rokusaki, he's less dangerous, but that man is a crazy murderer. We actually, call he him just the mangler for no reason. He actually just kind of sings Bible hymns and wants food all the time. Never shuts up. Um, he once rode through two of our towns before we caught him wearing another woman's head as a hat. Master Saki, I would recommend that we go back to the stronghold now. Let's and go. Master Tassadar. Who was the tree that we saw today? Rothrid. Rothrid promised his undying fealty to you, Master Saki. And he seemed... Oh, just to be clear, he kind of like re-promised it. He just kind of wanted to say, even though I'm betraying him, I'm still as loyal as ever. It may not be unwise to have him surround the stronghold with some of his finer friends. Tessar says, this is a wise idea. We are, we are thin as it is, and now we'll be even thinner getting trying to track these monsters down. But I've said it before, we don't have time for your daughter's party. We need to get those people doing other things right now. Okay, so be it. Do it. Alright, so you write to the stronghold and Tassar begins making plans. When you get back to your, your room, you see um, Suko's leaving with a bucket of red water. She's going to go dump it out somewhere. Hey, Dad. Now she's all depressed again. Yeah. How far are we from the party? A week. She looks at you and goes, glad none of this is your blood and holds up the bucket. When they told me I had to clean your room, I didn't think it was going to be this. Whose blood was it? My guards. I'm glad you're okay. I wasn't meant to be, but I am, so... I guess that's a good thing. I'm glad you have a good reflex save. It helped you out twice today. How is your sleep coming? Oh, and that's some good news. Until recently. Um, it's been pretty good. Whenever I go to bed with Ichiro, I don't have the nightmares. He's been <laughs> gone on, on your um, mission in the forest, so I haven't been doing too good lately. But for like the past week before then, when he's been here, it's been really good. I'll be able to sleep like uh, anything. As soon as he leaves, I still keep seeing Freddy and, and every once in a while that man in the white. And it's the same time with him. Every time it's just taking me to that pit. I don't want to think about it. It's been good. It's been good. Hopefully he'll be back soon and it'll be good again. Okay. Right, I got to dump this water so I can keep cleaning your room. Okay. 
I go back to uh, good Tass- news. The stuff comes off the walls, by the way. <laughs> All right, go back to Tassadar. Any news? Uh, have the prisoners uh, anything bad happened yet? Any news? I don't know. I'm just now getting uh, people together to go. Uh, the good thing is, with our crows, there's anything that does happen, they'll be easily spotted. Most of them are pretty famous. Or infamous. Oh, infamous. Man, this just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> At least we don't have to worry about werewolves. Hey, um, I'm could, actually they, really they, busy doing all this. Why don't you be the one to tell Setsuko that there's no party? This is where the werewolves might have come in handy. Or, or lightning. Or really anyone but me. I'll tell her. Let me worry about that. Just do what you need to do. All right. But so I can give orders to those men that were that she was occupying or preoccupying. Yes, I'll go speak to her. Very well. And he continues to handling the situation. Okay, I go to uh, Suko. And she's scrubbing the floor. Uh, Suko, let me speak to you for a moment. Of course, Dad. What is it? Um, we've had a a very bad. <laughs> if any blood got any sheets, I'm not getting it out. I don't know how to do it. Okay, stains are hard. Stone is a different matter. Just throw out your old suit, I guess. Um, no. We've had a, a, a very, very uh, grievous situation come about today. Um, somebody has gone and emptied our prison. So all the criminals that were Just kind of captured, taken, taken aback a little bit. All the criminals that were captured there are on the loose currently. And, uh, Did Oroku kill Malpass? No, he's one of the ones that escaped. Oh, well, somebody's going to get a near fall, I suppose. <laughs> so, so, unfortunately, the bad news is for the moment, I'm going to need to redirect the men you're using for the party to apprehend, reapprehend the criminals. But, but, Dad, I have a party to plan for. You know, a nationwide party is not easy to plan and cannot be done with just me and a chiro. I understand, but... If we don't recapture the criminals, then the party won't even happen. So for the moment, consider that part of the party plan. You listen to me, David. Right now, everyone needs this party more than ever. Even with, with, with people dying in the stronghold, in your room, with, with prisoners being released, whatever all that noise was like an hour ago... With all that, right now, people need more than ever to know that they can be safe and that there's peace and that there can be happiness. You can't do that. I had to talk to a dragon and get him to come early. This We got to have this. Come on, Dad. You can, I'm sure you can find other men. Uh, I put my hand on her shoulder. Uh, sorry, Suko. This is the way it has to be for now. She, she like lets go of the bucket and it falls on the ground and spills. <laughs> and she goes... Then you can clean up your own room. And she walks out. Uh, Tassadar, have somebody else clean up the room. Yes, Grandmaster. Do what you must. We need these men reapprehended. Oh, but as for what we were talking about before, um, if they are reapprehended, is this who we should use for Sarah tool? Your predecessor was known as Orokusaki the Merciful. It was he who had them not executed and had him had them imprisoned instead. And I guess it depends on whether you want to be known as the merciful or I guess the just depends on what suffix you want on your name. I think at this point we have no shortage of pools to pull from prisoners, plague. Well, for now, 
send someone to the plague uh, building and let them know, but it would only be voluntarily. If those who are most gravely ill would volunteer their life to the Saki. And as for the prisoners, we would only use murderers. Okay. Anyone who's imprisoned for anything less than murder should be returned to the prison. What about rapists? <laughs> Is that a crime here? It didn't seem like a crime here. Rape is most certainly a crime, Grandmaster. You know what, Tharn? It's time to get your hands dirty, too. Let Tharn decide which criminals. When we have them captured, I will let him choose. <laughs> I will try to capture them first. For uh, I will try. I will focus my attention. Actually, capturing them, them is yeah. step one, anyway. So let's capture them. How did Suko take the news? And he looks over at the bucket. You know, to be honest, better than I thought she was going to. I'm sure somewhere deep down inside, even she's concerned at the idea that the entire prison is now emptied back into the lands. So I think she understands, but isn't happy about it. Quite frankly, I thought it was going to be worse. In the end, it's just a party. It means nothing, really. I do agree with her, though. I don't think it means nothing, but obviously this takes precedent, so it's irrelevant. All right, your room is cleaned up eventually, so you can reoccupy it. Somebody goes to the door and Tassar comes and goes, the man, your guard has awoken. Oh, cool. Okay, I go down to the infirmary. <laughs> oh, cool. That's neat. You can see his whole mouth is scarred. Ear to ear. Mm, let's put a smile on his yeah, face. Yeah, these scars. Uh, He's okay. in a bed. You see Yumiko uh, is there, and she goes, try to have him talk as little as, as possible. Okay, I, I go over and uh, sit by the bed. I say, it's a Roku. He turns his head away from you and says, kill me. Allow me to kill myself. Uh, I say, before that, <laughs> before that, tell me what happened. I, I fell asleep. You fell asleep. At your post. Yes, and I deserve to die for it. I have shamed myself. Nobody spoke to you? No. You fell asleep and when you awoke, you were hanging from the ceiling? Yes. And you didn't wake up when somebody was sewing your eyes shut? No. Interesting. I suppose I was not strong enough. I have failed in... The most important mission a Lin Kuei can be given to protect the Irokusaki. Waste not another potion on me. And so you wish to die for this? There's no living with this shame. I, I turn to Tharn. There's one. I turn back to him and I'm... If you do wish to take your own life, there may be an alternate purpose to which we might use you, and which you may serve the Irokusaki before your death. Whatever it is, I shall do it. Long as I, I am able to do it blind. I look at David. One. All right, I turn to Tassadar, and I say, do what you have to do to stabilize him enough for um, Sarah to... Okay, that's it. I go back to my room. What a shock. He knows nothing and can't help us in any way and doesn't remember anything. <laughs> Maybe it's like Men in Black, where they're like, look at this. Meow. You fell asleep. Um, my lord, I'm confused what dark-skinned people have to do with this. <laughs> um, my lord... Yes. May I have an order drafted to Rothred to have him send some of his trees to surround the stronghold? For your safety, of course. I advise against this, Grandmaster. We must put up a front of, of that we are not afraid. If all of a sudden we are having extra protection, people will know the Iroku's scared and they will be scared. We must put up a front as if we are handling the situation. Well, for this enemy, I don't think it would help. And I'm not even referring to... They know nothing of what happened in your room, but now I'm sure they will soon know that there are prisoners escaped. You must make it look like we can handle this. 
If we are afraid, they will be afraid. Right. It's a knock on the door and Tassar goes over. Aroku, Achiro wishes to speak to you. Should I tell him to come back when he has a matter that's important? Is it not important? I don't know. We're a little busy right now. I'm sure anything her boyfriend has to say is irrelevant. No, bring him in. I whispered to David's ear. Can I have some fun with him first? Sure. <laughs> not too much, because we don't have time is a, of the essence here. Of course, Grandmaster. All right. Achiro comes forward, and he bows, and he goes, uh, uh, Grandmaster, I... And he looks nervous. Have a request. Suko said you would hear me out. A request for the Grandmaster? After that little stunt you pulled earlier today at the line? Um... I'm just kidding with you, son. Go on over to him. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, Grandmaster. Be quick. Uh, the great Orokusaki. Be quick. I I respectfully request that I be reassigned to Stronghold Security. <laughs> reassigned from where? Right now, I am out on the field. You have me under Captain, insert name here. Tsuko and I had a talk, and she said you would grant the request if I asked it. I'll grant the request if you tell me why. I wish to be close to Suko. <sighs> Tassadar leans over to you and goes, he, uh, he wishes to be close to her or she wishes him to be close? Yeah. Oh, know. Lightning would say that, actually. Lightning would be the one who would do that. Well, apparently it helps her sleep, so consider yourself reassigned. Thank you, Grandmaster. <laughs> but you probably shouldn't really be my security or we're going to find you hanging from a ceiling. How about this? You are Suko's personal bodyguard. He kind of like lights up. He goes, that would be great. I mean, with respect and honor, I accept this assignment. I turned to Tassadar. He's Suko's bodyguard. And so it shall be from now until you say otherwise. Give him a uniform. And he signs him in. He goes, thank you very much, Grandmaster. Don't thank me yet. Grandmaster, uh, if I ask, what was that device that you had your head to? Ah, the telephone. Uh, Who did you tell? <laughs> it's difficult to explain, but where I'm from, it's a device used for two people to communicate who are far away from each other. Who, did he communicate to you with it? Yes. Perhaps we could use this against him in some way. Find out where he is. What did he say to you? Alvidazane. And then it blew up. You were on the phone longer than for the word Alvidazane. The rest of the message was for me. What, what? Why is he allying himself with the orcs? I mean, they are a f- dwindling people. I don't think he's allying himself with the orcs. But he speaks in orcish. In some way that I can't explain, that language is also a language where I'm from, from my world. And it's not orcish there. Are the people who speak that language like the orcs in your world? <laughs> in a way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they are just men in my world. What does it mean that this man is... Speaks this language. It means it'll make it that much easier to kill. Uh, oh, I do not understand. Well, it's no different than this world. In my world, let's just say his people and my people didn't always get along so well. Okay. So I guess for you, it would be almost the equivalent of a commoner. It'd be a little, more, a little easier for you guys than one of your own, right? It would be. So it's like that. But no, I don't see how the phone could help us find him. Especially since it exploded. Yeah, your friend seems to enjoy exploding things. Yes, especially things that are close to my f- head. <laughs> this is true. 
I sorry, I do not mean to laugh, Grandmaster. And so the phone didn't disappear or anything? It's no, just, we haven't. Okay. I'm making sure no one goes near it. It's actually not a bad idea. Have them bring it in. All right. It's brought in. And you're saying it's just a regular old-fashioned rotary phone? Old-fashioned rotary phone that would never in the in a million years have an answering machine connected to it like it did when it... Right, right, that I would hear a voicemail. Yeah. Not that it might not matter, but just um, can I kind of tell, like, what are we talking about? 70s, 40s? Like when I mean, rotary phones are used for from about the 1800s on. So. I don't know myself. It's not important because I don't know. <laughs> so, but it doesn't matter. No the time period. No. And what blew up the part I talk into or the ear? The ear part has a shotgun shell, and you can see there's some sort of mechanism where it would like a, a hammer that punched the the pin in the shotgun shell to make it go. It's totally obliterated. Yeah, the headpiece is. It's still got like half of it still around the mouthpiece and up by half, and then the base of it, of course, is stolen. And then obviously no lines going in or out of it. No. That kind of poke it. Explodes. <laughs> uh, Tassadar, have a wizard examine this. And let me know if there's anything magic about it. It's very strange. I'll give you an answer before you fall asleep tonight. Thank you. And I'd say up the guard on the door, but I don't think it matters at this point. We're just sending them to their death. At this point, you have not seen hide nor hair of your second dog that remained in your room. One problem after another. Yeah, after I know, another. I know. If One's I didn't, worse than the next. Yeah, if I didn't know Caleb better, I'd say he was just kind of stacking on the pressure to get really you to do is. something. I do a lot of things. He does things, Caleb. You hear that? Being a ruler is not easy. Got a lot of things to do. I really get the feeling he doesn't want you to be a ruler. He's punishing it's me. It's not true at all. I love it. I very much support this idea. Because you just get to pile on stuff. <laughs> Right, because I'm not actually doing anything that's like the ruler of this land. It's all this like outside stuff that actually well, it actually restricts me from actually just being a ruler of this <laughs> land. I don't even deal with anything that has to do with this land. Well, my lord, I was read. I, I was just reading a new book last night on a. It was a political treatise. Every single country that has ever succeeded has had a foreign department and an interior department. You are both. <laughs> that's the problem because you have an outside and an inside and when your outsides become your insides and your insides become your outsides then you have an issue because nothing is where it should be you hear Did... smashing going on outside smashing? yeah and Tassadar sends some men out sword drawn spells at the ready and there's like a little bit of commotion and then somebody comes back reports Tassadar and Tassadar goes Grandmaster <sighs> I think you need to handle this. It's Suko, right? It is Suko. Smashing all the stuff that she did for the party. You are correct and wise in your prediction. Oh, let's go help her. And I and I walk out the door. Okay, I go out. Alright. As you say, she's smashing down decorations, she's tearing things down and she's like crying. And a Chiro is like trying to like and she's like he like has to back off like he's trying to get to her and she's like, Get away and keeps smashing stuff. And there's people around who are not willing to like give you an interactor because because she's your daughter. <laughs> we're 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 outside of combat, right? Yeah, of course. Um, like the next thing she tries to throw, I use mage hand to grab before it smashes. Okay, you catch one thing. Hey, good job. It doesn't really seem to put a dent in in, in the grand scheme, though. She continues. Suko. She looks up at you. What? What are you doing? Well, the party's canceled, so we're not going to need this. And she rips down another thing. I never said the party was canceled. What do you I mean? Said I, need, I said I needed your men 
to recapture the criminals that emptied out of If it's prison. not going to be that, it's going to be something else, and the next thing and the next thing. So, you know what? I give up on it. Suko, when I... when I Let's go back to staring myself in the mirror again. When I asked you to become my daughter, I didn't ask you to become a child. <laughs> oh! Oh, burn check! She needs to make a reflex save against that burn. <laughs> Get half burn damage from the fire spewed out of David's mouth. We have every criminal that was being held in that prison loose in the lands, and they must be stopped. Oh, criminal. You mean like somebody who might, I don't know, shoot somebody? I don't catch your drift. And she, like, shoves at your hip where your holster is. <laughs> Everyone is like, you got a lot of people watching this happen. Yeah, yeah. She goes, it seems like the crazy people are running the asylum nowadays. <laughs> ah, Suko. I start picking up some of the knocked over things, and I start put writing them. And uh, Ichiro comes over, Suko, I think your dad's right. Oh, you're taking his side, are you? I'm, I'm just saying. And she's like, you know what? Why don't you go back on the field? Maybe maybe your captains will miss you. And he's like, Suko, I... he doesn't know what to say. Do I have any special thingies? Why don't you catch cast fairy fire? Cast fairy fire on her. Ooh, pretty colors. Now I want to have the party again. You all are jerks. You know that? The one time I could have used that stupid... And you didn't. You just spell. let the invisible person keep stabbing you guys. <laughs> You know what? What do you do? Grandmaster. Dad. Heavy hangs the head that weareth the crown. Would you read that one of Zeratul's books? No, no. Actually, that was the political treatise on how not to rule. (laughs) David, you should read. I'm just kidding. When is your birthday, David? July 8th. Thank you. You know, we're giving a lot of people who listen to this podcast a lot of information about David, his wife and children's name, a little bit about them, his birthday, you, his you, name, live in Atlantic you, City. I mean, it's if you have somebody showing up at your door. Nothing for, you couldn't find out from just Googling my name. Dude, just, why don't you just, for the beauty of our listeners, just throw out your social security number. Yeah, I need that. It's going to be part of the, the story, I promise. Um, and a bank routing Kaiser's going to use it. A bank routing number wouldn't hurt either. I mean, at this point, Heck has probably told everybody that already. Here's his social security number. What's that? You people are useless. <laughs> uh, you know, actually, that's what I do say. As they're, like, fighting over there in the corner, whatever, mm-hmm. I'm picking up stuff. I'm like, this is pointless. Like, loud enough so that they can hear me. I just look at her and say, uh, I'm doing what must be done. I'm sorry that you disapprove, daughter. And I, uh, <laughs> actually, I, like, pull her in mm-hmm. and hug her. Oh, she is totally fine yeah, against this. And then I turn and walk back to my room. Uh, as I walk by Suko, I look at Ichiro and I look at Suko. For the for someone who almost died today, you don't really look like you care for Ichiro much right now. And I keep walking. And she looks. What does he mean, Ichiro? What does he mean? Great, you just made her have like another fight after this. Good. I think you just made things worse. Nice. Who, who nearly died today? Ichiro. He did. Walking into a, a line of uh, flamethrowers. Uh, yeah, yeah. So as you leave, she's shouting, What do you, what does he mean? He's like, Listen, Suko, you guys walk away. I can't hear her anymore. And Tassar just shakes his head and goes, This is, this is not the Lin Kuei I know. <laughs> this ain't your daddy's Lin Kuei. Because <laughs> this is, are you, this, are you is, this is amateurish. Are you questioning how the Oroku Saki runs his Lin Kuei? Yes, he pays me a lot of money to question how he runs his <laughs> Lin Kuei. He pays you? David, why aren't I getting paid? <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> I think here's a good spot to end. Yeah. How'd uh, you get that recording? <laughs> <laughs> 
Trailblazers is part of the Trailblazer Network. For other great Pathfinder podcasts, visit our website, tblazer.net. Want to get in touch? You can email us at tblazernetwork at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at tblazernetwork. Your players have been David and Dom, and Caleb has been your GM. I've been Nicholas Laborde. Thanks for listening. Take me back.